0: Alright everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, January 28th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And you know, we, we're coming a little late this week, but it's because we're following some stories. We're mm-hmm. following the AMC stock rise and fall. We'll get to that after we do the top five and some big major moves. But that's why we have not been in your ears, up until now. Believe me, it's worth the wait. We need to give you all the news that is worth getting.
1: And we saw it coming. You know, everyone is talking about the whole Reddit, you know, uh, pranking the stock market story that happened on Wednesday and Thursday and involved AMC. And they're talking about it as, do you believe what these crazy kids are up to? Do you believe that they took over the stock market and... The boys knew. The B.O. boys knew this was coming. We knew that the stock market was ripe for a Reddit attack, and it would probably involve AMC, and that's why we hung back with this episode.
0: Yeah. We know scammers and flammers because, you know, in certain times in our lives, we've
1: been scammers and flammers. Right. Exactly. So we know. We know when it's—we we could sniff a scam coming around the corner.
0: Yeah. So we'll get to that. Let's start out with this top five for the weekend of January 22nd.
1: Mm-hmm. Marksman, three three weeks in a row? No, it's two weeks in a row. Second week. It, yeah, this, this was the second weekend of Marksman.
0: I totally forgot because it feels like he just was number one, Liam Neeson, with Honest Thief. But that mm. was not too long ago. But Marksman, it's a different movie, I've heard. And two million dollars down thirty five percent. It added some theaters, which is interesting for a cum of six million dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what you just said there—it's a different movie that might be a good idea to throw in as the tagline for the Marksman. Mm-hmm. You know, because especially these days with movie theaters, where it's pretty much the same product for months in a row. You know, you look at this, the this top ten, this top twenty. We still have uh, the War with Grandpa is up there. We still have Come Play. We still have Freaky. You know, these are still the movies that are in theaters. So people might see Liam Neeson's face on the poster while they're passing the movie theater, and they're just saying, "Oh, I saw Honest Thief three months ago. Yeah, I don't need this. And I saw it a second time." around Christmas. I can't see this a third time. Yeah. They they,
0: they need that pool quote on the poster that this is a new movie.
1: Yes. This is not honest thief. This is marksman, you know, and that's right above the title where it says the marksman.
0: See, but I wouldn't put honest thief in there because then people will stop reading right there and be like, Oh, Mm. it's the
1: honest thief. Right. Even if, even if right before honest thief is the word not.
0: Yeah. They don't, they'll just see honest thief and be like, I saw that. I already know. I don't need to worry about it.
1: Yeah, that's true. So it's just the, it's like the marksman and then tagline, this is a new movie. This is a new movie.
0: And then a picture of Liam Neeson holding up a newspaper with a date on it.
1: Yes. Yes. That is a great idea. I think if Liam Neeson releases another of his action thrillers in COVID times, which is probably going to happen, I'm sure he has something else coming out in like two more months. He's got to hold the newspaper up in the poster.
0: Well, you know what, though? With, with with deep fakes and things like that, I think what they'll have to do is actually have the poster with a blank spot where a employee of the theater can slide the front page of today's paper mm-hmm. into it so that people know, oh, this is a new movie today.
1: Yes. That's a great idea. Right, yeah, I think
0: that's the only way that people will will pay attention, and they'll it'll be verified for people.
1: I mean, I don't know if um, the studio putting out Marksman Open Road if they have the marketing dollars earmarked to do that right now for this movie, you know, to get some new standees out there in the world, get some new theater posters where you could slide in the newspaper. But if they got a couple bucks lying around. I think it's worth spending it on that because I, I definitely think the marksman is suffering from a lot of people thinking it's an honest thief. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, right now, the movie theater audience, you're selling over and over again to the same people. You know, there's not there's not going to be a lot of new audience until the vaccine really takes hold. So, like, you're basically trying to keep marketing to the same number of people who were just going to see everything.
0: Yeah. Cause if, if the, if these people are still alive mm-hmm. from the honest thief, they are coming for the marksman.
1: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So you've got to let all those honest thief viewers know marksman is new movie. You know, I don't know. Listen, these tech companies, these, these, Big corporations, they take data. They know where everyone is. So I think if there's a way of getting a mass text out to all the people who saw Honest Thief um, saying Marksman is new movie, see Marksman, mm-hmm. that, you know, if if you've stolen the data, use the data. That's what I always say.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't let that data just sit around.
1: No, no. Because then it's just sitting in a warehouse. It's almost more violating. If you steal my data and don't use my data. If you have my data, text me. Yeah, that that's
0: just sick if someone is getting off on the on the idea of just having your data. Yes. I don't so, like that.
1: No, it's 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 gross. So open road, if you have the data of the people who paid to see honest thief Use the data, send them a text, tell them Marksman is a new movie. It is not Honest Thief. And, you know, I think they'll appreciate that's a use of their data. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, number two. The Crude's a new age. $1.7 million, down only 10%. Added 21 theaters. $41.8 million. Mm Mm-hmm. People are loving this movie. People are taking the kids. People are ninth, ninth week, and this movie is beating the number three movie, Wonder yeah. Woman 1984. That's only been out for five weeks.
1: Yeah, it's not going to catch Croods. That's no. That ain't happening.
0: Because... like right, At this
1: point, Croods is only widening its lead over Wonder Woman.
0: Because right now, Wonder Woman 1984... 1.6 million. Very, very oddly, because we I round up, like, and I round these numbers, but mm. Warner Brothers has done that for us, I guess, because they're giving us whatever number they want to give us. It's always rounded. Yep. It's never odd. And uh, it's down 38%. It's, they're It's not saying what the theater count change is, but I am assuming, because the Marksman has gone up, and the Croods has gone up, and... Spoiler alert, the war with Grandpa has gone up.
1: Wow, it's I'm just taking seeing that. Wow. It's
0: taking theaters from Wonder Woman 1984. And now Wonder Woman 1984 has made 37.7 even. And I mean, I we all we, we got to count call bullshit on these Warner Brothers numbers at
1: this point. It, and again, we talked about this, I think it was last week. If you are gonna give fake numbers, give fake numbers that sound real. Don't give us fake numbers that are all rounded up to the million. Mm-hmm. It's it, it has never happened. And Clayton, you and I have been looking at box office results since we were uh, wee babes. You we know, babes. if we could walk, we could read box office weekend results. Mm-hmm. And I do not remember ever seeing results that were always rounded up to the million. Yeah. It did not happen. It did not happen in in the late 80s when I started keeping track of how movies like Batman 89 and Last Crusade did. It did not happen in the 2000s with the Avatar movies. It did not happen ever.
0: In fact, my I I will say since we are such we we are OG BO boys. We are the original mm-hmm. BO boys. My first word was a review mm-hmm. of box office per- performance and it was I said Xanadoo. Wow. Cause Xanadu did so bad at the box office. Wow. That I tracks. Didn't, I didn't know the vernacular so I didn't know to say mm. that it was a bomb right or a right, dud. Right. But I knew I knew that it, it was a stinker.
1: Right. Right. Wow so I smelled
0: that I smelled that BO even as a baby.
1: And as a baby, you never saw such phony numbers as what Warner Media is giving us with these Wonder Woman 1984 numbers. Now, here's something else that we touched on last week that is now, I guess, has happened. Wonder Woman 1984 is no longer on HBO Max.
0: It left January 24th, wow. and they don't know when it's coming to BVOD or Blu-ray or any of these things, and it, and we don't know when it's coming back to Warner uh, to HBO Max.
1: That is absurd. Now here's the,
0: here's the question though will mm-hmm. will that make Wonder Woman surge
1: next weekend? No, it's old news. I mean, unless they are going to spend a ton of money, which I do not think they're going to do, on some kind of advertising campaign that's telling people. Wonder Woman 84 is now only available in theaters. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to care. And also, could you imagine an advertising campaign that is built around, hey, we just took something away from you. You know, yeah. we you used to be able to get Wonder Woman on your TV. We We got rid of that. So now here's your lesser options. It's, it's, it's completely nuts. I think it's only going to create more bad will against this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's true. It'll be interesting to see because we do have a big release, another Warner Brothers release coming out right. this coming weekend. It's going to be on HBO Max as of tomorrow as well. So we'll see. I mean, it's not It's not as big of a film as Wonder Woman 1984, but it's still a got some marquee stars in it, Rami Malek, Jared Leto. Well, let's how about Denzel. this? Let's
1: let's blow through the rest of the top 10 and then quickly touch on the new release. Okay. Number 4,
0: Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. 825,000 down 11%. It it dropped some theaters, dropped 33 theaters. It's 10 point uh 10.2 million. So I mean, it's hanging in the top 5. I, I, yeah. I there's not really much to say about this movie. Uh, you know, Or this top five, because it's the same movies. Nothing new has come out. Um, then let's go to number five. News of the World. Mm-hmm. 784,000. 21% drop. Drop in theaters. 79 theaters it dropped. It's 9.6 right now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I we talked about this previously. I was not a fan of this movie. Did not find it to be original. I, I don't think this does anything to... Help or hurt Tom Hanks? We'll see if there's any Oscar nom nom noms in the offing for this film. I doubt it.
1: Here's a here's a question. You know, it's a what if, but I think I think it's you know good 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 radio fodder. Say there's no pandemic, never happened. You know, uh, the 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 person who got it immediately fell off a bridge and never talked to anyone else, and so the pandemic didn't happen. If News of the World came out Christmas Day in a regular movie-going world, do we think this is a hit movie or this is a movie that does a little better than what it's doing now but would have been a flop anyway?
0: I think it's middling. I wouldn't say it's a disaster, but it's definitely not going to be a movie. I think it might do decently well opening weekend and then drop pretty precipitously once people actually see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the word of mouth on this, the news
0: on news of the world would be dire. Would be dire. Not dire. I guess not dire, but it would, it it would not be good.
1: Would, you know, because if you look at Hanks and his, his uh, box office, the last few years, you know, obviously he had his, megastar run in the 90s and early 2000s, untouchable, legendary, iconic, you know, one of the greats of all time. But he has remained a movie star and he is, you know, become not as bulletproof as he used to be. But, you know, you look at his movies the last few years, he has like big hits like Captain Phillips and Sully, which are $100 million, you know, above the title grocers. And then he has his... Like Spielberg dramas, like The Post and Bridge of Spies that do well. They do like their $75 domestic and, you know, double it overseas. And then he does have his, you know, full-on bombs. The Circle, Circle, Hologram uh, for the King. Hologram for the King, those movies. But Uh, those those don't have marquee
0: directors. This is Paul Greengrass, who has, I think, a... He's not on the upper echelon of auteurs, but he's a guy that people recognize his name, especially when they say Born the Born yeah, movies.
1: Kind of. I mean, I think Greengrass makes hits when he does born movies. I don't think the average moviegoer cares, you know, in the way that like Spielberg above the title, even with something about the Washington Post, is still gonna get you seventy five million domestic. True. So so where would you predict of those three tiers news of the world would have fallen? Like I guess obviously we're not going to we don't think it's going to be a uh, Captain Phillips or Sully level hit.
0: I think it's top, I think it's top third tier. I think it's at the high of the third tier. I don't think it makes of it the to the Spielberg. Y- I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, uh the lowest tier, which is the third tier down. Right. I think it makes uh, on the high end of that because because okay. Spielberg, like you said, it's not going to make as much as *Bridge of Spies* because it's Spielberg.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think I agree. I think *News of the World* in the end would have been like bigger than *Hologram for the King*, but probably less than the disappointing amount that uh, uh, *Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood* made. Yes. So I think it, I think in the end, *News of the World*. Is a bomb in the pandemic, you know, or it's hard to judge in the pandemic, but it is something that would have done lesser Hanks in in normal times.
0: Yes. Although uh, you really can't call nine million in the pandemic a bomb.
1: No, no, it's not a bomb. It's not a bomb. If anything, it's a movie that would have been a bomb had not it had the cover of the pandemic.
0: Okay. Agreed. We'll go with that. So we got to talk real quick before, because I mentioned it. The war with grandpa at number nine, mm-hmm. $160,000 dropped only 1%. Wow. Wow. Added 85 theaters. Mm-hmm. It is at $19.46 So we are getting close. Yeah. It's going it- to happen. It's adding
1: theaters. It's adding theaters. So it needs to make another $535,000 to hit 20 million domestic. Which, if you're a a listener of the show, you'll know that we promise that if War with Grandpa hits 20 million domestic, we will not just clap for War with Grandpa, we will devote an episode of this show to clapping for War with Grandpa.
0: And we're crowdsourcing claps, so send your claps. Yeah, send if your. You claps. Have a clap if you have claps. If you have the clap, yeah, send us that. Not yes. not one sing singular clap. Like when I say a clap, I mean uh, a sustained level of clapping over a uh, an amount of time.
1: Let's give them a taste, like this. So, like that. Like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, send us your claps. The B.O. Boys Podcast at gmail.com. War with Grandpa, $535,000 away from getting an entire episode of the show uh, in which we clap for it and uh, and our and our listeners clap for it. So, I mean, we're, we're there at this pace, you know, and made 160000 last weekend, so... You know, we could be four or five weekends away from that historic episode.
0: Yeah. So, send in your claps.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about something that can't be applauded.
1: Okay. Well, do we want to do our quick what's coming out this weekend before we move on to stories?
0: Oh, okay. So, The Little Things, Mm -hmm. a film with... I said before, Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malek. He of the infamous Oscar win for Best Actor from, what, two years ago?
1: Yeah. I mean, he is not our reigning Best Actor. That is Joker, is the reigning Best Actor, but he passed the title to Joker. hmm
0: So, they're in a film, it's a crime movie, a script written in the 90s. Okay. And this, it's opening wide. It's a Warner Brothers release. So it's going to go to HBO Max day date. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to watch it tomorrow. I'm very and excited. I'm, I can't find anywhere to really give any sort of number as to what it's tracking at. But I'm assuming that we're looking at the three to four million would be high for this film especially because it is available at home right and there's stars in it but it's not a big
1: well it's denzel i mean denzel is a is a one of the few still current movie stars yes you know he is a draw in in these type of movies
0: but I feel like this is more of a low key effort for him. It's not an equalizer movie. It's not an Oscar baity movie. Right. So it's going to be an interesting. I think it. I think it maybe does three point five. That's what I'm going to say. I think it opens at three point five.
1: Well, I was going to ask. So I think the the comp would be, you know, Liam Neeson is obviously in terms of box box office, he's a dime store Denzel you know he's a star of these action movies but he gets the movies that Denzel has passed on and he gets the box office that Denzel has passed on and you know if The Marksman just a few weeks ago opened at 3.1 million it would be it would be embarrassing for Denzel to open below Liam Neeson movie 2 weeks later you know, Denz I obviously Denzel has the box office disadvantage of so many people could just watch it at home. Yeah. But it's gonna be interesting to watch because if if Little Things opens at two point eight, you know, that's some bragging rights for Liam Neeson over Denzel the next I, time, you know, they're in a in a cigar bar together.
0: Yeah. I mean what are you saying? What do you think?
1: I think... I agree with you. I feel like it'll go over 3.5. I feel like it'll uh, do better than Marksman's 3.1. But the the HBO Max availability is a a factor. You know, there are people who otherwise may have went to see in the theater who are going to watch it at home. There's
0: no football next weekend, though.
1: There's no football this weekend. This weekend, um, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: the Super yeah. Bowl is is the following weekend. So there is going to be a lot of men and women, you know, people. Right. That yep. That are not going to have their normal weekend routine. So mm-hmm. they may go out to the theaters. That's Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that's going to be a massive number, but it could lead to a bigger box office than this would have. But then also, now I'm just backtracking on that. Mm-hmm. It could lead to a lot more people just watching it on HBO Max.
1: That's the thing. They're, they're flipping around looking for football. They end up on HBO and they watch the movie. They're not necessarily looking for football and then decide, let me go get up, get into a car, drive out to the top of a hill, you know, because there's a person who lives in stacks, drive to the top of the hill and go to the one movie theater within 40 miles that's still open and see the little things. You know, that's a tougher sell. Than just staying home and watching football. Or staying home and watching it on HBO Max. So you say under four as well. Uh, I say under four. I mean I'll tell you what. I hope over four. I mean we hope over on everything. We love box office. I'd love to see Denzel. Put up a number. That. Not that Liam needs, him, needs to be put in his place. I mean whatever. I don't know the guy. I'm sure they're cool with each other. But does put Liam Neeson in his place. You know, Denzel is a much bigger star, much bigger box office attraction, and you want to see that proven again. You know, it's one of the things that'll bring us a little sense of normalcy is if a Denzel action movie does significantly better than a Liam Neeson action movie.
0: I don't think this is an action movie. I think it's a crime drama. Crime drama, I mean... I don't know if he's jumping over cars or anything.
1: Right. But listen, there's barely any advertising for anything. Nobody knows what these movies are about anymore. Yeah. You know, we're not seeing uh, commercials 24-7 the way we used to. So I think people see Denzel, Little Things, probably an action movie. I I would just hope that that does significantly better than what Liam Neeson did two weeks ago. Because if not you know it's one of those it's one of those things these days that just makes you feel abnormal
0: yeah i mean i think though he does get a mulligan for this because of the hbo max day and date of i think course. you know i really do think that it 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 does you know make make a big difference here
1: no i listen this does whatever happens this weekend denzel is denzel when things go back to normal and denzel is in A new big action drama, you know, where he's going around getting revenge on people. That movie will be huge and we will be excited for it and that will be a hit. I'm just saying, I just like to see Denzel have a little daylight between him and Liam Neeson.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I agree. So let's talk about the moves then. Yes. Because there's been a lot of moves since we last came to you. We did mention a few moves. Previously, we mentioned the Godzilla versus Kong, which mm. actually moved again, but just in, within that same month. It's now March 31st, so it moved back a couple days, but it's still in March.
1: Do we think this is the last move for Godzilla vs. Kong?
0: It's gotta be because I don't think the HBO Max movies are gonna move anymore because the fact that they're gonna be day and date,
1: right, right. Like short of there being some kind of PR nightmare controversy with either Godzilla or King Kong in the next two months, this will stay. You know, I, think I this feel stays. like yeah. The only thing that could affect this is if you know. Something comes out from Godzilla's past, King Kong's past, and you know they they just can't put this movie out. But short of that, this has got to be it. You would assume
0: that they would have Godzilla and Kong turn over their hard drives before they right. film this movie, but right. who knows? There's so much going on. Maybe the Warner Bros. forgot. Mm-hmm. Now this, all of these movements. These ones I'm going to mention stem from one source, which is the fact that Bond has fled again. Mm hmm. has now moved to October 8th, 2021. Wow. So, really giving this pandemic some wide berth. And that made everybody else scramble. Mm hmm. So, then you have Morbius, which is a Sony pitcher, the Jared Leto. Spider-Man villain film is now going to come out January 21st, 2022.
1: Wow. So a full year from now at this point. Yes.
0: You've got Ghostbusters afterlife moving to November 11th, 2021.
1: How? Okay. We got to just stop there on Ghostbusters afterlife. Okay. This is now moved over a year. Because it was supposed to come out last June. This past June, yes. And now you said it's coming out next Mm -hmm. October. November. November. These kids are Are going to be too old. They are going to be too old to do press for this movie. And Mm -hmm. that is, you know, not me doing funny hyperbole or whatever, you know, other people on the radio try and do. To, to, to get a cheap, you know, to get a cheaper rise out of people. That is the fact. These kids will be too old to put into a press junket to talk about this movie.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be the equivalent of talking about your baby photos. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Where you show, oh, remember, uh, this is when I, I got in the sailor suit. To to take a picture when I was two years old. Mm -hmm.
0: Here's my action figure that now looks like a baby version of me.
1: Yes, it's like talking about oh, remember when you were in the little league and we did those the the mock Sports Illustrated cover with you? That is what Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be to Finn Wolfhard. It's it's going to be a goofy childhood photo that does not resemble who you are now that only serves to make people sad because the the childhood photo showed such promise and such youthful enthusiasm and when you look at the Ghostbusters Afterlife cast doing this press junket when this movie comes out they will not resemble that they will they will only look hardened by the years that have passed
0: well, it, God forbid one of these kids hits Skid Row, right? I mean, right. what if we have an Eddie Furlong situation? Not to right. belittle somebody's life and, and, and the choices they made, but you know, it, w- what if this kid gets on the horse and all of a sudden you can't ri- you can't wake this guy up f- uh, from unconsciousness in order to come to the to the junket, right?
1: Right, because he's a junkie, right? Exactly you can't junk it if you're a junkie and with every minute that passes and listen we're not wishing this on anyone we hope the best for Finn Wolfhard and and all the cast members of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife but every moment that passes the chances increase that some of this cast will fall into either drug abuse or just general slovenness you know it well, doesn't have to, it doesn't Worst have to case. be something Right. It doesn't have to be something as serious as substance abuse. It could just be that, you know, they just start letting themselves go. Their their pants don't fit anymore. You know, the facial hair starts growing in weird ways. And, you know, they got food on their shirt. I don't know. You know, Finn Wolfhard a year ago versus Finn Wolfhard when this movie comes out. He might have just food on all his shirts.
0: I will say that in the Hollywood ecosystem, and and I'm saying in the Hollywood ecosystem, I am not saying this is a good thing. I'm not advocating for this. I'm not making light of it. Mm -hmm. I think losing your looks and gaining weight Mm -hmm. is looked at as worse than getting a crippling drug addiction.
1: Yeah. For promotion. Right for promotion, you're right. the The producers of this and that's the thing. It's like, uh, hopefully, everyone's doing their part and they're they're quarantining and and they're sort of staying apart. So the producers don't have their eyes on this cast as to whether they're either abusing drugs or they're getting food on their shirt. You know, they can't fit into their pants. They don't know. So or they're getting really into baking. Right. Well, that's the thing. There's there's so ma- there's so many bad habits they could be picking up with all of the time that has passed between filming this movie and doing a press junket for this movie. I think that is that is a big issue for all these movies that just keep moving further and further out. Is there's just so many things that could happen to the cast. They all could get food on their shirts. They all could you know get too into baking. And, you know, that time passing is just not good for these, for anyone.
0: Yeah. So, cause this, this movie was supposed to come out
1: this I mean, we talked summer. about Godzilla versus Kong. God knows what shape Godzilla is going to be in by the time this movie finally comes out. It's hard to stay slim when you are that big boned. Right, right, right. So he, you know, someone like Godzilla gets into the best shape he can for the filming of these movies tries obviously to stay that way to promote the movie, but they filmed Godzilla versus Kong a year and a half, two years ago at this point. Uh, God knows what shape Godzilla's showing up to with these interviews.
0: Well, just to give you an example of someone Mm -hmm. like, say, uh, Corey Haim, child actor, right? Right. And now, of course, he had... uh, Rough things happen. He's, you know, uh, but this is the kind of thing that can happen within the the span of uh, afterlife being shot and and then held and then released. Is that we're doing in 1988? We've got license to drive, mm-hmm. a big hit, looking fresh faced, and then uh, a year and a half later, you got Prayer of the Roller Boys. I don't know if you remember Prayer of the Roller Boys, but that, that ain't no blockbuster filmmaking there, and he's not looking right. too great in it. So it's like, that can happen to a right. young man very, right. very quickly.
1: Right. I mean, the thing is, for everyone, time just moves a lot faster when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's just more things happen quickly. By the time you hit 44 or so, nothing's really going to change, you know. You, you'll deteriorate, of course, but at a slower rate. But when you're... Younger, big things happen faster. So, yeah, that Ghostbusters Afterlife cast, it's like the two years between filming and this coming out is like 40 years in terms of their development. Yes. So they could develop for the better. I mean, listen, that whole cast could show up and they're jacked to the gills. You know, they're, they're juiced out. They're, you know, gorilla juice heads looking great. That's possible. But the other possibility is those two years have aged them in a way that is going to be problem for promoting this movie.
0: Yep, I think that is true. Now, then we got Black Widow, May seventh, twenty twenty one. Free Guy, May twenty first, twenty twenty one. A Quiet Place Part Two, mm-hmm. moving to September seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Okay. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, June 11th, 2021. Wow. And we have Mr. Nobody. That's the Bob Odenkirk action film moving to April 2nd. So that's Mm -hmm. coming up. Is that Mr. Nobody or Nobody? I believe it's, oh, is it Nobody? It might be Nobody. Mr. Nobody was a different movie, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a that was a max. Yeah, you're right. Nobody. I'm nobody. 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 Uh Yes. So, and then we have Malignant, which is mm-hmm. the James Wan horror film slated for September 10th, 2021, the It and the Nun time release. So, it is that It's a good,
1: t- good slot.
0: Yeah, it's that September horror release for Warner Brothers. So those are the major moves. We also have our beloved Solstice Studios was going to release a Mark Wahlberg starring film called Joe Bell on -hmm. February 19th, but it is now undated because they're trying to find a good time to release it. I think this shows... uh, I think they get it. I think they get this one because they didn't sacrifice unhinged, but definitely were the canary in the coal mine. Right. We've talked about, they did their part heroically. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they can position this movie whenever they want to, they've earned it.
1: Yes. You, you shouldn't be asked to be the canary in the coal mine twice. You know, once, of course you gotta, you gotta take your turn. You're the new kid on the block. You're the canary in the coal mine, but you can't ask them to do it again with a, a February release. They just, well, it's, it's not fair to salsa c- studios
0: when the coal mine isn't safe. Still, like, you're not going right. to just send a brand new canary down there. It's just, well, the it's thing just is, stupid.
1: The canary came out and it's covered in blood and it's full of soot and it's missing limbs. And the canary told you it's, it's fucked back there. You know, don't go in. You can't turn around then and tell the canary. Okay. Could you go back in there? Like the canary well, told different you canaries. what happened. They're different, different canaries. canaries. The brother of the canary, whoever got the body of that unhinged canary out. Um, Yeah, but you can't send the same canary. So I get Salsa's movie. And also a Mark Wahlberg movie, You know, he's not what he was a couple of years ago in terms of being a giant box office star, but he's a bigger star today than Russell Crowe. So I get not wanting to sacrifice a Mark Wahlberg movie in February.
0: And originally they were positioning it as a awards play. So we'll see okay. how that works cuz they may push it off into 2021. Right. or 2022, you know, seeing what the lay of the land is. We don't know.
1: So looking at all these moves, you know, it's starting to feel like obviously these companies know the next couple of months, are still going to be what they are. You know, February, March, April, you're really not going to get a big sea change in terms of how much people will be going to the box office. And it seems like they're still holding out hope for May, that May will be different. You still have Black Widow there. you got Ryan Reynolds' free guy. You've We haven't had Fast 9 move off of Memorial Day. So, I mean, it's still looking like they're they're crossing their fingers for May. I don't yeah. know. I hope yeah. so. I don't I don't know if I see it. February, March, April, three full months, and then things will be radically different.
0: Yeah, it all depends on this vax rollout. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with the moves too, because there was a lot of hope when the vaccines were first announced, but the rollout has been pretty bad. Right. And we'll see if it gains steam and, you know, we've got vaccine, we've got vaccines falling out of our pocket. People are giving them away on the street. Then that's a different story. Then we probably can
1: make a recovery a lot quicker. Right. Right. Use the movie theaters. You know, I mean, you got all of these still shuttered, uh, movie theaters that are out there Use those to give out Vaccines you know use Places that People are comfortable Going to such As movie theaters you know like Think of us and think of our audience The wannabe o boys the wannabe o girls The wannabe o people People They would Even the ones who are doubters You know who are maybe Even the anti-vaxxers you know the jenny mccarthy's out there who listen to this show if you knew that they were going to give out a vaccine at a local regal movie theater you would you would be more likely to go i know i would be i mean i'm going to go anyway cuz i just i believe what i'm told but i would love to go get my shot at a regal
0: well, I mean, I think like I'm very similar in my thinking to you. Although I think right now people are kind of scared of going to the theater, so it it is a place that inspires some sort of trepidation. But well, I, I don't want to
1: go see a thea- go to the theater to see a movie now. But the theater itself is still, you know, a comforting uh, uh place. It's still womb like. So if you told me that is where I'd get to get my vaccine, I'd rather get it there than at a, a hospital or, a, a, or you know, some kind of uh, a medical center. Yeah. I'd rather get my medical work done in a, in a shuttered Regal right now.
0: But what I was going to say is that it mm-hmm. could, for those people who are, have trepidation, mm-hmm. it could engender a feeling of safety yes. and a step in the right direction. If you go to AMC, you get the vaccine— you're going to have good feelings about that. You're yep. going to feel like, oh, you know what? AMC was always there for me. Yep. And then people will go back to the theater once the vaccination is. And you know what you do? You give them a ticket for the second, after they get the second vac- vaccination. Hmm. Because it, it's in two parts. So yes. once you get the second one, they give you a ticket. For a week after your last vaccination, because that's when it all goes through and you should be pretty much 95 to 99 percent immune. So then you get to go back to that same theater. (gasps) This is great. And you're watching and you're watching a movie on
1: them. That's great. Or even just free popcorn.
0: Yeah. Okay. So a coupon for free popcorn that makes sense yes. because they can't. Yeah. W- w- what are they doing? They can't. You know, that would bankrupt them.
1: That is such a great idea, and we're always giving out great ideas to the movie industry on this show. That is also such a great idea for the uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, the the government, federal governments. You know, for Fauci and. You know, not to not to brag. Fauci and I went to the same. Uh, uh, we had we had a we had a school that we both went to, and I wouldn't be surprised. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. He's significantly older than I am. I've I've still got a lot of time to get to that level of success, but I would not be surprised if Doctor Fauci is a wannabe old boy. You know, it, 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 I'm sure he's busy, but you know these episodes are important, so. If he is listening, that is a great idea that could both save lives and save the movie business. Give these vaccines out at movie theaters where people are comfortable and give them popcorn vouchers with their second shot. Yeah, I mean, listen, I doubt it'll happen, but it should. It should. It definitely should. Or just general concession vouchers. You know, you get popcorn or you could get Milk Duds, whatever it is you want. Just come to the theater the week after you get your second shot.
0: I think popcorn's the cheapest. So let's make it
1: popcorn. Popcorn. Okay, so Fauci, if you're listening, we're going with a popcorn voucher.
0: And maybe a small, maybe a small soda.
1: Mm -hmm. Why not?
0: And the syrup on that is going to be so low. I mean, the syrup to carbonation ratio on that free post-vax mm-hmm. Coke is going to be, you know, it's going to be like when all of your ice cubes melt right. inside the remaining of your Coke. That's kind of what it's going to be. But guess what? It's free.
1: It's free. Whenever you get uh, a soda with a voucher, you're always getting less syrup. It's a, it's, It is what it is. They don't put
0: on it on the coupon, but it's it's you. You don't need to. You should just know it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'll you're tell you, you're basically getting seltzer.
0: That watered down Coca Cola mm-hmm. will be the sweetest taste mm-hmm. that you'll ever taste because you're going to be sitting and sipping it without a mm-hmm. mask. Yep, in a the theater,
1: post vax syrup-less soda is going to be delicious.
0: It's going to taste like the nectar of the gods.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's something to look forward to. Yeah. And speaking of which... Yes. Give us some more news. Can we talk about this? Well... Yeah. We were talking about this article that came out in Deadline about how analysts are predicting Mm -hmm. that 2023 is going to be a blockbuster year. It's going to rebound to greater heights. Mm -hmm. And you have a few things to say about this
1: because of the
0: person who who was quoted in this article.
1: Well, let's see. So the article is in deadline. Um, It says that movie theaters will rebound to box office record in 2023. Analyst predicts. um, So he is predicting a Continued drop in 2021, which, I mean, obviously we're in 2021 and it's dropping. So it's like, is that really a prediction to that's say? A that's a no-durr. That's a no moment. It's a no-durr moment. It's basically, it's not a prediction. It's saying what's happening now. You know, that that's a weatherman saying it's going to rain while it's raining. You know, it's raining. We get it. 2021 box office is going to be way down. It's, it, it's already happening. Um, and then so this uh, analyst, whose name is uh, Eric Wold, says he's a veteran analyst with B. Riley Securities. So he predicts 2021 is going to go down. Uh, 2022 will continue to go down. And then 2023 will go up 7% from what it was in 2019. So what he's using as the baseline. Um, Sure. Fine. I mean... My gripe with this article is not even so much about any of the specifics of what he's saying. Because to me, the specifics are a bunch of no-durs. You know, he, he predicted it, something that's happening and predicts that it will happen a little more in a year. And then predicts, oh, things will get better. Um, there's nothing to this. There's no real reasoning why. And, you know, I'm just looking at his uh, LinkedIn, Eric Wolds, and he's got a lot of analyst background, but he was, he's in a securities company. Before that, he was a chairman of an oil company. Before that, director of research for another financial company. Before that, he was on another energy company. Before that, some software company. Uh, Is there something I'm not seeing there, Clayton? I think the thing I'm not seeing there is uh, a movie business or box office analysts. Yeah. I'm not seeing that on the CV. I'm seeing a lot of oil, a lot of oil. You know, looking—he uh, was a VP of a of a uh, First Security, VP of a of a capital management company, financial services. Listen, I ain't saying this guy don't know numbers, but I I think it it gets in my craw when someone comes into our turf and. Thinks that all numbers could just be translated across all businesses and that because you were an oil man, you're a, that makes you a B.O. boy? I don't think so. Yeah. So that's what bothers me about this article, about this prediction from Eric Wold is have you earned the right to make this prediction in this field? You know, you want to tell me the oil price is going to go up or down the next couple of years. I'll listen. I'll listen to that. But, I but don't you're not going to listen I'm, to that from me. I'm not going to listen to that from you. Nor should Eric Wold listen to me telling you what the oil prices are going to be in two years. Because that's I'm not an oil boy. I'm a B.O. boy. Mm-mm. Yeah, so... so-
0: D- d- and there's no me.
1: other analyst they could have talked to about this, right? You couldn't have called up, obviously, us. Yeah. But aside from that, well, I would say no comment. You would say no comment. So that that's that's a problem for us is the fact that you know we're we're not getting quoted in these in these uh, articles because they already know you will say no comment. But aside well, from
0: I, us, it would say. Clayton refused to comment because I wouldn't even say no comment.
1: Right. You would just not respond. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got our buddies at Exhibitor Relations Co. Jeff, you know, maybe maybe you reach out to, to them instead of Eric Wold. Yeah. Instead of an oil man. Instead of an oil man.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it's because there's going to be a move towards more renewable energy sources that this guy's trying to get into the box office game because he mm-hmm. wants to get out of the oil business.
1: Right. Right. You know, he's looking to, to, to uh, make oil the new uh, popcorn topping. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to prop up the box office. And again... I'm glad he's out there at least predicting that it will go way up in two years. You know, he's not out here predicting total doom and gloom. But still.
0: But him saying that is like anybody saying anything.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So to me, the prediction is not the story. The story is who's making the prediction.
0: Well that and kind it's a, of it's an oil man. That kind of moves into our last story. Okay. Which we teased at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This whole AMC stock situation.
1: Yes. This is a wild one that again we saw coming. Um so not basic, wild for
0: us, but wild for you.
1: Yes. I'm I get everyone else's uh, excitement. You know, on Twitter yesterday, while this is happening, obviously we knew it was coming. That's why we waited until Thursday to record this episode. the The short of it, and that that'll be <laughs> a, a, exactly for the people who great. know. That's it's great.
0: That was so good. I was I was about to drink because you were talking, right? And I almost spit out my drink.
1: Yes. No, it was good. So, what basically happened is you have all of these. Uh, finance companies and uh, investors out there who are able to make money on certain uh, stocks if the stock goes down they short the stock and so they make money when the companies collapse which of course you know there you go that's that's capitalism for you but what happened this week is that a bunch of redditors and you can imagine what those people are. They no, thank you. I won't picture them. They got together on Reddit and they said, "Let's screw with these Wall Street guys, and let's drive up the stock prices of these companies." So the first one was GameStop. They all they got a bunch of people to buy GameStop uh, GameStop stock, thereby driving up the stock price of GameStop and screwing over the the investors out there who were shorting that stock. And the reason we're talking about this now is because AMC was another one of the companies that these Reddit pranksters did that for. Where they all got together, got a bunch of got enough people to buy so much AMC stock that it drove the AMC stock price way way up, inflated it to and I'll take a look at where it got to. So basically, on Tuesday, a, the last couple of weeks, AMC had gotten their stock price up a little bit because they, they did get a bunch of uh, investment money that'll keep them solvent. So their AMC stock price had gotten up to around $5, but then when all this Reddit stuff happened, they were able to drive the AMC price up to $20 at its high. So AMC was floating in it because of this. Um, I will say, though, now, today, Thursday, things leveled out, and AMC now is trading at $8.63. So it went down a lot today, but still, it ends up higher than where it had been in a long time. So that yeah, is the AMC part of this. Basically, AMC's stock was was artificially inflated.
0: And so the reason why we didn't get on the mics yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before was because we knew that this wasn't— we didn't want to go out there and put these stock numbers, these high-inflated stock numbers out there as right. if they were factual.
1: Right, because that wasn't going to be the story.
0: Now, we could have said— these are not factual, these will go down, all those things. We could have said that at the time. Right. But what's the point of that? You want to know where it is now. You want to see the actual number on the down.
1: Mm-hmm. Because why will we why would we ruin your roller coaster ride? Exactly. Let you experience it and then we could explain the roller coaster afterwards. Exactly. Yeah,
0: what you just experienced. Which right. that's what people like. People like recaps. They like to watch yes. something and then they like to read a recap of it. They don't like to read a a, a explanation of something while it's happening.
1: Exactly. Um, so I mean AMC, it's in a good spot. You know, I think the big thing for AMC was they got, um, you know, they got a lot of just cash. So cash flow wise it seems like they will be good for the next year or two. And we talked about last week, you know, a couple of years from now when, when the investors want, want their money paid back, you just AMC gets out of town. You know, they just, mm-hmm. who just stop answering the phone, which is fine. Um. So AMC is in good shape and you know what? Good for them to be part of this story, you know, to get this kind of buzz. I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like when IHOP, you know, changed their name to International House of Burgers and got a lot of free press out of it. That that's what this Reddit thing ends up being for AMC. You know, it's good that AMC gets mentioned a lot this week. Oh yeah, it's keeping it reminds people they in exist. people's
0: mind. Yeah, it keeps yep. it keeps the theater experience in people's minds.
1: Yeah. So I think overall, it's a plus for AMC. They they were talked about on Twitter a lot this week. So good for them.
0: So last story, and this is last another story. story of numbers because we're the B.O. Boys. We talk about numbers. Yep. And, and we wish it was more about box office and not all these different numbers that we have to follow along with. There's a big headline this week about HBO Max activations doubling in Q4 to 17.2 million driven by Wonder Woman 1984. Now, this sounds good. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, it's always positive that something rises. But what I'm taking umbrage here with this is that it's not really saying how well HBO like uh, uh, it's it's not saying how well HBO Max did really when Mm -hmm. it came to Wonder Woman because we're going to have to wait until Q1 of this coming year or this year I guess Mm -hmm. the year we're in to really see if it moved the needle because when did Q4 end? It right. most likely ended very quickly after Wonder Woman 1984 dropped onto HBO right. Max. So, yes, there might have been some anticipatory people who signed up. And we'll see if they stayed, though, because, as we said, Wonder Woman 1984 is now off of it. Right. The other yeah. thing is that they this is pretty much the growth that they've been having, mm-hmm. which is good growth for the company but it's not anything crazy and it can't really be looked at as wonder woman 1984 driven right in my mind
1: yeah i mean i think it comes down to we have been talking about when is warner media going to come out here and beat their chest and convince us that this was a success and this seems like their attempt at it and i mean you're the one taking the most umbrage with it. Would you say this this was not enough? No, this isn't enough.
0: This does not give me enough information to go on as mm-hmm. to how well Wonder Woman 1984 actually did.
1: Mm-hmm. It just doesn't yeah, they, give
0: me enough information.
1: They got to do better if they want to thump their chest. And I mean... Warner Media, you want to talk about chest thumping? Look to one of your stars, King Kong. Whatever you think of his movies, he's one of the the best of all time at thumping a chest. Look to King Kong. How to thump a chest? This was not how to do it. This was not enough. This was. We're not going to hear this when we're on the other side of the island.
0: Yeah. And 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 it even says in the article that the number of overall subscriptions for regular HBO and HBO Max reached 41.5 million, which was two years ahead of its initial forecast at 34.6 million. Mm -hmm. But that's talking about regular HBO and HBO Max. It's not talking about HBO Max by itself. Right. Yeah. Which is an important distinction because that is what you're moving towards. You want HBO Max to be the driving force for your company going forward. And if you're mixing regular HBO subscriptions in there, it's great for Warner, but HBO Max is its own thing that needs to be looked at as its own thing. And we need to know how well it is specifically doing.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to do some better chest dumping because this was not good enough. We're not convinced.
0: No, I'm not convinced. No. Convinced. Fuck it, it's a raw
1: feed. So, Pat, I think we did it. We definitely did it. You know, we thumped our chest and everyone heard us today. So, where can they find us? Well, email us, like we said, your claps so that you could be included in the very special episode in which we all clap for war with Grandpa hitting 20 million. Email us at the BO Boys at gmail.com. And.
0: Patreon, we don't have a Patreon. Well, we um, don't, but I, I have a Patreon I want to talk about. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, So, we don't have yeah. a Patreon, but...
1: Yeah, we don't. So, the Patreon, it. though, I want to talk about is the Jake Fogelness Patreon, which I have been, it's been a big part of my life for, I can't even think of how long it's been because it feels like forever. Do you ever have that feeling where... Oh, where, I definitely
0: feel that way about this, yeah.
1: So, it feels like I've been there forever because I can't remember a time before the Jake Fulginess Patreon. I can't remember a time before I had access at a, a different tiers to Squirt TV episodes, Squirt TV clips, anecdotes about Squirt TV. I can't think of myself without those things. I can't think of myself without the community that surrounds the Jake Fogelness Patreon. I can't think of myself as being someone separate from this Patreon and being able to hear what Jake Fogelness thinks of, of different songs he's just listened to, you know, whether they be brand new songs or more often, old songs that Jake Fogelness is revisiting on his Patreon and talking about or old pieces of media because that is one of the great things about this Jake Fogelness Patreon and one of the reasons why I can't think of a time before it is that he and this community just celebrate all that has come before. You know, like I said, it includes celebrating Squirt TV In both episode and clip form and anecdote form and celebrating just all of the cool, interesting media that he is recommending to us, that he's dissecting for us in such a cool, interesting, and and, I mean, I can't stress this enough, safe way. You know, he is presenting us these picks, these recommendations, these analyses, these Squirt TV clips in a way that we will not be harmed by it. We will be safe. We will be safe with each other and we will be there for each other. And I just can't think of myself separate than that anymore. You know, I am part of the Jake Fulganess Patreon and I I always have been. Oh, so you're done? Yeah. Okay. For this week, yeah. Okay.
0: Wow, so, Pat, there's nothing left to say. Nope. But until next time, we'll We'll
1: smell smell you
0: at at the the box box office. office. Nailed Nailed it.